0: Hi, this is Ashley, and this is School and Life, a weekly podcast about life, love, and occasionally libations. If you're not already following us on social, make sure you follow us on Instagram at School and Life Podcast and on Facebook at School and Life Pod. We can't wait to connect with you in our online communities. This week in Mentor Moment, I want to talk a bit about success. I've been thinking a lot about success lately, what it means, what it feels like how I know I'm successful or even how I know I'm not. And I wanted to bring some of those conversations and some of those reflections to you and mentor me for you to journal on as it relates to your career. Here's what's popping up for me. What is success? What does success feel like? What strategies help me be most successful? How can I leverage those strategies to be more successful? How can I teach those success strategies to my mentees? It is critically important that when it comes to our life and career, we think about what success looks like, not someone else's definition of success or not what success just looks like on TV, but what does success mean for us? For you, maybe it's being able to take days off without the pressure or guilt, or maybe for you, it's making six figures, or maybe for you, it's doing work that's really fulfilling and that serves communities that you care about. Or maybe it's all three of those things. Whatever success is in your life and career, before you achieve it, you have to define it. And that definition can only come from you. Make sure you reflect on what success means to you and how you can achieve success in your life and career today. Journal it, write it out, put it on some sticky notes, post those sticky notes on your computer. Whatever it takes to make sure that you want to understand what success is and you start to build out a pathway to achieve that success is a worthwhile activity. And if you need some support in that, let me mentor you. I'm accepting new mentees right now for the September cohort, and I'm so excited to serve you and help you one, understand what success can look like in your career and learn how to leverage what you already have to get the success that you want in your life and in your career. Apply to the Mentor Me Accelerator today at Mentor. Dash me.org. That's M-E-N-T-O-R me.org. I look forward to mentoring you. This week in I Digress, we're talking living outside your means, or moreover, we're going to talk about lifestyle and budget and what it means to live inside and outside of your means. I think in my own life and in like my own lifestyle, one of the things that I've always desired and actually one of the things that I have right now in my life that I'm really grateful for and that I'm literally clinging on to (laughs) for dear life is to just make sure that my lifestyle is one that centers ease. And for me, when it comes to money and like spending habits and like living the kind of lifestyle that I want, that lifestyle, a big part of that is not overthinking money decisions, not having to like think a lot about, oh, if I can take a weekend trip to visit a friend or if I can uh, spend $50 to get a ticket to a jazz fest, right? Like I want to have the type of lifestyle that allows for a budget that is fluid as it relates to my ability to spend money and have that money allow the lifestyle that I desire. And that's really important to me because when I think about the type of lifestyle that I had when I was in debt, when I think about the lifestyle I had that when I was living outside of my means, it was really tight. It was really rigid. It was really restrictive. I had to check my budget before going to Cheesecake Factory, right? And I just never want to be in that space again. I never want to be that restricted to my budget again. I never want to be in a place where I can't comfortably pay my bills and live the kind of lifestyle that I want. And I think that that is the definition of living outside of your means. When you, when your lifestyle is bigger than your budget, right? When your lifestyle is has outgrown your budget when your when your lifestyle is not congruent with your budget when your lifestyle has you looking like you live in large and taking charge and your budget look has you look like you're scraping the bottom of the barrel like both cannot be true <laughs> both are not available to you and and if they are you are really living inauthentically and so it really is important to me I think in my own sort of life and I think it's important a school and my principal is to live. Live well, right? So focus on your life, your love, and your libations. But you can only do that if you're doing it within a budget that matches your lifestyle. And it's interesting because I think that sometimes people assume that means, like, oh, if you're not making a lot of money, that means you have to live cheaply or whatever. And if you're making a lot of money, you can live lavishly. But that's not necessarily the case. I think the truth when it comes to lifestyle and budget is you could not be making a lot of money but maybe you have lots of, you don't have a lot of expenses. So maybe you live with uh, a parent or roommates and you have really low rent or mortgage, or maybe you spend a lot of your money on travel, but then you live pretty modestly day to day, right? Like your lifestyle can be whatever you want it to be, but you need to make sure that it's still within your means. So if you do love to travel, then that means you might have a more lo- modest like day-to-day life. Or if you're like, I don't care about traveling, but I want to make sure I live in a place that you know has a ton of amenities and an apartment complex that's beautiful. So your everyday life might be more fancy-smanshy, right? Where you're not one that's traveling and hopping on a plane and jet-setting all day. And so for me, some of the principles that I try to live by is like making sure my housing allowance isn't going above 30 percent of my income. That's kind of important to me. I'd like to be able to save a pretty significant part of my monthly income. I don't know if I have it down to percentages per se, but I do. I would say that in general, I like to save about 20 percent of my income every month. Um, into a savings account. And so if I can't comfortably do that, that means I'm kind of living outside of my means. I do like to budget for things like eating out and weekend trips and hair and nails and waxes and all the stuff that it takes to like just maintain. i like to budget for those things because I don't want to be in a situation where I can't like get those things because I can't afford it. Like I want to have a budget for it. So I'm planning for it so that I can comfortably afford it. Like that's really important to me. And I just want to encourage everyone to like really think about what those rules are for you. For me, 30% of my income should like no more than 30% of my income should go to rent or mortgage and no more than, you know, I should be able to save 20% of my monthly income and I should be able to budget for like hair and nails and weekend trips. And those are some of the rules that like guide my budget to make sure I'm living within my means. Right. And for you, they may be similar for you that may, they may be totally different, but I definitely recommend always just doing your best to build a life and a career that is within your means. And for some of you, you're living within your means, but you're, you desire more means, (laughs) Right. You desire more means. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like if you're like, yeah, like this is cute, but I just need to make more money at this point in my career. Shout out to you for knowing that. And then it's about finding and securing a new role where you can get that 10, 20, $30,000 salary increase so that you can live more comfortably within your means, or expand your lifestyle now that you have more money in your budget. If that's the truth, like this is not a scrimp and save and don't go get your lattes that kind of thing. Like this is not what I'm talking about. Like I'm team. If you need a Starbucks three times a week, then get what you need. But that might mean that you need to make more money, right? <laughs> like in your budget, you might uh, need to make more money at work. So that's definitely something to consider and. I really like talking about this kind of stuff because I feel like when I was in my 20s and even early 30s, like nobody talked to me about money. Nobody really talked to me about how much money they made or how they spent their money or what their money looked like. And I feel like that was that left me at a disadvantage because all I knew was like lifestyle, but I didn't really know how they spent their money. I didn't know how they moved. I didn't know about profit margins. I didn't know about any of that stuff. And. I don't know. For me, that stuff is just so critical because when like when you just see it from the outside looking in, you don't have any context for like how these people are spending money or what it looks like. And I know that was true for me. Like I was trying to live like my friends um, and like people that I knew, quote, unquote, thought had money. And I didn't have enough money to meet the lifestyle. And I kept wondering why they did different things with their money and they spent their money differently. And they were just different. They were doing things differently, which is fine. But I didn't know that I didn't have enough context for that. And I think a lot of my friends were like, oh, we don't need to talk about money. That's not important. We don't need to get into that. And so- we didn't talk about it, which left me at a pretty severe disadvantage. So, you know, this is a space where we can talk about it. We can talk about it in School and Life DMs. We can talk about it. You can email in the podcast at hello at and life pod.com. I just want to make sure that people feel supported and that there's, this is a space, right? The School and Life podcast is a space where we can talk about money. And if you have any questions about money, I've been through the highs, child, and the lows. And so I'm here to talk to you about it. And just make sure we have some perspective on what it means to spend money, to make money, what what that can look like. Because I think without that perspective, it can be really defeating and frustrating when we don't know what other people are doing with their money. And it doesn't help inform how we might spend our money because we don't know, right? We don't know what's going on. I hope this conversation was helpful. I encourage you to live um, within your means. And if you need some rules for what that looks like, I've shared some of my rules here, and I invite you to develop your own. And I digress. And last but not least this week, we are going to talk about TVT. And I want to talk about getting back with your ex. I think that there's not every TV show, or maybe your favorite movie, there's just so many stories out there about love and romance and about rekindling a relationship with a former partner. And as a girl who has spent too many years being in relationships where there was lots of back and forth with the ex. I can definitely tell the stories of good and bad of like getting back with an ex, but I just kind of am seeing a lot of it in the TV shows that I'm watching right now. And yeah, I just want to kind of talk about what I was seeing and talk about, I guess, signs of if you should or if you shouldn't get back with the ex. So one of the things that is coming up for me is um, on Queen Sugar. So Queen Sugar debuted its most recent season over the last week. And it looks like Charlie might be getting back with her ex. And yeah, I don't know. Davis is his name. And it's just so interesting because their relationship was pretty volatile, right? Like he cheated, he had a child outside of their relationship. She was publicly kind of humiliated and embarrassed. So it was a big it was a big deal, right? Like, it was a big embarrassment. It was a big breakup. It was a, it was really traumatic. But they've still been trying to actively raise their son and support him. And he's kind of been in and out of her life. But now it looks like things are being rekindled and they may be getting back together after he cared for her when she had COVID. And, yeah, I don't know. It's just really interesting to watch. It's really interesting to see. And... I think Davis is definitely displaying all the signs of like why you would get back with your ex. Like, you know, he's definitely supportive. He's definitely loving on her. He's definitely showing up for her in meaningful ways. So that's definitely important, but you know, that breakup was public and traumatic and messy. And she's talking about going deeper into politics and is, does he have a good enough reputation for her to do that? Well, I mean, it's just, oh, just so many considerations. And I think when you're thinking about getting back with the ex, you can't just think about the now. You really do also have to think about like its long-term implications. And in her case, the public eye really matters if she's thinking about going deeper into politics and raising her public profile. Like, rekindling a relationship with the ex who publicly embarrassed you, like, shout out to Hillary Clinton, can be damaging to your own reputation. So, yeah, like, it's just really interesting to see the characters grapple with this and and yeah i'd be interested to know you all's kind of like perspective on getting back with an ex is it always a no after cheating or after a bad breakup do you is is redemption Um, and reconciliation possible with an ex? What are the rules? What would an ex have to do to get back with you? Like, how does that look? What does that mean? I'd love to just dive into this conversation with you and dialogue on getting back with the stories that TV portrays and maybe some of the things that aren't showing up in TV that you absolutely have to consider if you're considering getting back with an ex. So let me know what you think about um, that topic. I'd love to dive more into it. And thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. As a reminder, be sure to follow us on social. So we can connect and build community online. And then don't ever hesitate to send in questions to School and Life. You can send them to hello, H-E-L-L-O, at pod.com. You can send episode topic requests. You can send in questions. You can send in what you're watching on TV and what you want to hear us talk about. and maybe watch too and talk about. So send all that in to hello, H-E-L-L-O, at schoolandlifepod.com. Dot com. And we look forward to connecting with you in a future episode. Thanks so much for listening. School's out. Class dismissed.